Oh, how am I going to do this? Um, well, this is really a, it's a two point it's a two part sermon to begin with, so it may end up being a three part sermon. Um, <clears throat> this morning, as we were looking at the at the scriptures, we talked about the 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 law of reaping, uh, sowing, and reaping. And I gave you the the five rules within the law of sowing and reaping. And that is, in case you were not here this morning, let me give it to you. It's uh, reap only uh, what has been sown. We reap the same kind as we sow. Uh, We reap in a different season than we sow. And we reap more than we sow. And then number five is we reap in proportion to what we sow. In other words, very simply put, our actions and our conduct, our choices, directly affect our lives. Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, we make choices uh, constantly every single day and those choices have consequences. And if we are sowing the proper kind of seed, then we will be reaping what we sow. If we have sown discord or or heartache and 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 you know the list can go on and on and on, uh, then that's what we're going to reap. There is a, one of the inmates out at, out at the prison, out at Lovelock, <clears throat> that is very open about talking about why he's there. Or not, not necessarily why he's there, but how long he's there. And he will tell you, if you were to go in there, he would tell you straight up, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing three li- consecutive life sentences. Three. But then he'll he'll follow it up with this statement. And I deserve to be here. He said, I did the deed. Now, what what deed he did, I don't know. I don't want to know. But in essence, what is he saying? He is reaping what he sowed. Now, again, I, I, I don't know what he did. It really doesn't matter what he did. But he is admitting that he's reaping what he sowed. That, in fact, that's the title of my message uh, this evening, what, what little message you're going to get. <clears throat> reaping what you sow. Sir Robert Watson Watt. Does anybody know that guy's name? Let, let, let me let me give it to you again. He well before well, he invented something that you are very aware of. Okay, Sir Robert Watson Watt. No, it wasn't a light bulb. No, it wasn't a light bulb. No, wasn't electricity. No. He was the inventor 
of the radar gun that the cops use. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, just stick to that story. Uh, okay, he was, the, he was the inventor of the radar gun, yet he was arrested himself for speeding. You reap what you sow. <laughs> Last week we we talked about Syria had come down and had tried to capture the king of Israel, uh, Jehoram, and God had intervened in, in that in that situation, and and uh, basically. Uh, for for the lack of time here, uh, God just just did His God thing and 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 shut down the Syrian army. And uh, through uh, Elisha, uh, He uh, prayed, and the army became blind. And then and then Elisha led them led them to Samaria, which I have a I have a map. I should have had this map for you last week, and I didn't think about it uh, until it was too late. <clears throat> okay, the blue here. Anybody know what the blue is? Okay, but what specifically what? Okay, it's the northern ten tribes. Okay, <clears throat> the blue here is the northern ten t- tribes. What is what is this down here? Judah, Judah or the the southern two tribes. Okay, so all of this is Israel. Now Samaria is the capital of the northern ten tribes. Syria is up here, okay? So when Syria <clears throat> comes down, this, when, they, when they attacked Israel, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, uh, Elisha marches, after the army was blind, he marches them to Samaria, to the capital city. Remember that from last week, Okay. And then, and then what, what happened? Uh, the, the king wanted to do what? King Jehoram wanted to kill all the, all the, the, the Syrians. But <clears throat> uh, Elisha said, no, let him go. So how did we end last week's sermon? We ended it with, hold on, let me uh, look at the verse, verse 20, 23. It says, and... Uh, and he prepared great uh, provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, uh, uh, he went, uh, he, excuse me, he sent them away. And they went to their master. In other words, they went back to Syria. So the band of Syria came no more into Israel, uh, uh, into the land of Israel. So there was what? Peace, right? Hello? Okay, there was peace in Israel. Now, what is consistent even in today when there is peace in Israel? Well, it doesn't last long. Okay? Uh, you know, so a truce is called, <clears throat> a truce is called, and the Assyrian army goes home, and they, they, they you know, basically the truce has been there. Now, <clears throat> Ben-Hadad, the, the king of Syria, is tired of the peace, 
And he comes down and he besieges Syria. Let's start reading in chapter 24. And then we'll probably have, that'll probably be all the time we're going to have tonight. Verse 24, And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad of Syria gathered all his host and went up and besieged Syria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. Or besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. And the fourth part of a uh, cap of dung, uh, dove's dung was five pieces of silver. Now, does anybody have any idea how much a, a cap, uh, 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 the, the head, the, the calf, not, not, the, not the calf, um, uh, the ass's head, Anybody have any idea how much that cost? We're told here, but obviously we don't know. Basically, the equivalence of that would be two pounds of silver. Two pounds of silver for Nasa's head. And then they were buying dove's dung to eat. If you don't know what dung is, Ask me later and I'll explain it. That was going for two ounces of silver. That's how bad things got. And as the king of Israel was passing upon the wall, uh, there cried a woman unto him, saying, "Help Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord uh, do not help thee, Whence shall I help thee? He's being sarcastic, obviously. Out of the uh, uh, the barn floor or out of the wine press, and the and the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And and she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we shall and we will eat my son tomorrow. So, yeah, this is this really happened, okay? So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. And he, excuse me, and she had hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes, <clears throat> and he passed by on the wall, and the people looked. And behold, uh, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then then he said, God do so and, and more also to me. If the head of Elijah, uh, the son of Shabbat, uh, shall stand on him today. But Elisha sat in his house and the elders sat with him. And the king uh, sent a man, <coughs> excuse me, uh, from before him. Uh, but ere the messenger came to him and said unto the elders, See uh, ye, ha- ye now, excuse me, <coughs> see ye how uh, this son of a murderer has sent uh, to take away mine head. Look, 
when the messenger cometh, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And a while uh, he yet talked with them. Behold, the messenger came down unto him and said, Behold, this evil is what the Lord is of the Lord. What shall I wait on the Lord any longer? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for the sweet testimonies and the and the sweet memories that this church has played in the lives of so many people. And Lord, I am looking forward to the next 10 years and seeing what you'll do. But Lord, right now we ask that you'll speak to our hearts through your word, encourage us, strengthen us, and Lord, help us to walk with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to give you just a, just a couple of very, very quick thoughts here very quickly before we dismiss. <clears throat> Even after the, the grace that the king and Elisha had extended to the, Syri- to, to the Syrians, <clears throat> they uh, got impatient and invaded the country, surrounded the city of, of Samaria. See, <clears throat> this, is, this is important. Please get a hold of this because I, I really think that this goes to the heart of oftentimes the misunderstanding that we have. Even though there was peace with Syria and Israel for a period of time, the purpose of the king, Ben-Hadad, never changed. He hated Israel and wanted to destroy Israel. Now, Now get this. Even though there was peace, the hatred and the purpose in Ben-Hadon's heart never changed. And I'm here to tell you, Satan's purpose in this world has never changed. Now now think about this. How did an army from Syria go all the way through Israel and surround the capital city before they figured out what was going on. What had happened was a couple of things. Ben-Hadad had lulled, if you would, his enemy to sleep. He just sat back and he did, he did nothing. He just said, okay, we're just going to sit over here. We're going to build up our army. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get all our weapons. We're going we're gonna to get all this stuff ready. And then someday we'll invade. But for right now, we're just gonna be, it's just going to be peaceful between us. And what did the king Jehoram do? Nothing. He got used to the peace. He got used to the comfort And he let his guard down. What happens in our lives with Satan? Will he not leave us alone for periods of time? Oh, yeah. And what what do we do? We let our guards down, do we not? But then what does he do? He pounces on us like a lion. 
See, Satan's goal in your life and in my life has never changed. Just as Ben-Hadad's goal had never changed, Satan's goal has never changed. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Get this verse and memorize it. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is, a, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now, if you were Israel, if you, if you lived in Israel today, you would see a nation that lives on the edge of war every single day. And what is the, the attitude of the people? They, they, they know this and they live like they could be invaded today. But what happened here? They weren't vigilant. See, we are commanded here. And by the way, this is not a suggestion. This is a command. Because Satan desires to devour you. I have, I have heard people tell me, Pastor, Satan is making my life miserable. Well, you know what? I don't think so. Because that's not his goal. His goal is to devour you, to absolutely destroy you. And he will do that through money, through, I, I, it just, it, he can do it through many, many ways. But the minute we let our, our guard down, the minute we are not vigilant, the minute we are not sober, he will attack. And that is exactly what we're seeing played out here in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 24 to 33. Now, I am already out of time. But let me challenge you this week. Think about this. How many times in, your, in our lives do we let our guards down? And we, we, we allow Satan the opportunity to come in and to destroy our lives.